Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. David Weaver. Welcome to Open Mind, Öppet Sinne. Öppet Sinne. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much. We did uh, actually do a podcast way back. Uh, you yeah, and us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, you, Yemi, and Greg Polar, summer of yeah. 2012. It was uh, actually voted the number one podcast in Uganda, China, and Norway, summer of 2012. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, you've, you've stepped up your game, man. We're in a proper studio with proper equipment. Uh, we had done that podcast at your little fucking kitchen table yep. down in the basement apartment. Exactly. And you were, those were like kind of dark times right then. Yeah. You were just kind of segueing out of stand-up comedy and you were having lady trouble and... You were, Ev- everything, actually. Yeah, you were like down. That year, every, <laughs> everything hit me. And the, the trip to Canada changed everything for the good, yeah. actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now look at you, man. You're like yeah. fucking on top of it. <laughs> no, it's really cool. I, I had that opportunity to uh, announce the MMA fight at Superior Challenge 17. Yeah. And it was just so cool to see your face over in the corner handling yeah. your business. <clears throat> Excuse me, doing the doing the MMA thing, man. That's so cool. Yeah, you went from a hobby to actually be able to work with it. Yeah, getting it's paid crazy. for that. Yeah. Because I did actually tell you the story. When I, when I did... Um, my focus has always been stand-up yeah. or acting, stand-up and acting. Yeah. So I was super focused on on stand-up. And, and the MMA things just kind of came my way, but I never searched for it. Right. I never I never asked anyone for a job. He just, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, sure, man, I'm, do, I'm working on my comedy. Okay, I can do that. I'm free. And things just kept going. And then I had to do my, my taxes. And that year I made 60000 on MMA. And I made two thousand on comedy. So it was a no-brainer. Like, oh shit! Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. even uh, try hard, and I'm making money. <laughs> Maybe I should start trying a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So, so how long have you been doing it now? I started working with MMA back in two thousand and nine. Wow. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah, it's ten years. Holy Fucking shit! It's hell. ten years. Yeah. And um, this is I'm gonna complete my fourth year on on Viaplay with the UFC, and it's the last four years that I've actually could be able to work live off of it. Oh, really? Yeah. My contracts up. Yeah. No, it's the UFC contract ends for Viaplay. Okay. But I think I'm hoping that somebody's they gonna renew it. Yeah, I yeah. hope they renew it. But uh, it it's a four year deal with everything that yeah. they buy. It's always limited to time, but. Well, I, I hope we get it. Let's say somebody else picks it up, like yeah. another uh, channel or whatever. It depends on what they do with it. I mean, when, when the the ones that had it before us, they did nothing. They yeah. just aired it. And no. maybe had Swedish commentators on, on two fights per year. Yeah, I don't think UFC's going anywhere, man. They're, it's just getting more and more popular. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I think so, too. I and think those w- What's up with McGregor? Is he... He's coming back that's, in January, that's yeah. That's what I saw. He's fighting Cowboy. 
What, what do you think? What's your thought on that? <laughs> His comeback or the fight? Both. I think it's, I mean, it's fun that he's back. I mean, he has, he's an asshole right now. He's doing, I don't know. It's when, when you get too famous, yeah. shit happens. Yeah. And when you're already kind of a larger than life person, I think it gets to you even more. Yeah. Which it did with him. But uh, I think it's fun that he's coming back. I hope he clears his shit up. Yeah. And uh, I actually think he wins against Cowboy. Yeah. It's an interesting fight. He's good for the sport too. I mean, he yeah. is such a charismatic freak that yeah. he just you know brings attention wherever he goes you know he could be selling fucking underwear for bjorn bori or whatever <laughs> and it would you know their sales would go up he's a money maker yeah for sure no his whiskey's just crazy he's yeah. making crazy money off of his whiskey i mean he doesn't need to fight but i think he likes the challenge yeah i yeah, think yeah. that that that's the thing with him but how much mma do you follow uh not not a whole lot you know i don't have time for it but no yeah that much at all. <laughs> it's the comedy thing for you. Yeah, man. Comedy thing and being daddy and yeah. you know, working in the fucking nine to five grind. Uh, but I remember back in the day when UFC first came out and, and Dave the Tank Abbott. That's who, that was my boy. <laughs> Do you remember that cat? Tank the Tank. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck, that guy was a ripper. Um, and that was when UFC was just in its virgin. You know, they just started doing this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, me and my buddies, were, we were paying fucking 80 bucks for a pay-per-view mm. just to check it out. Because it was brand new. It was like, what the octagon? These guys are going bare knuckle. Fucking crazy. And actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of this cat called Shannon the Cannon. No, it's your friend, right? He's actually my nephew, yeah. Because, yeah, you told me something about someone that yeah, did MMA. Shannon yeah. the Cannon. He's, he goes all over the world. Um, he's pushing, f I think he's in his 40s, mid-40s. And at one point, he was the most losing UFC <laughs> guy, right? So somebody had put on Facebook, stop Shannon from fighting because he was just getting the shit kicked out of him. It's like, yeah, we need a fall guy. Yeah, call Shannon the cannon, right? Mm. But now, as of lately, he's uh, he stepped up his game. And I don't know, he's like lost a lot of weight and bulked up. And um, he's doing a lot of this bare knuckle fighting. Oh, shit. Like yeah. in Russia and China. He was telling us stories. I saw him a, a year ago when I went back home and... He was telling us this story about getting in an airplane and, and they drove him for like nine, nine hours out to the middle of nowhere in Russia. <laughs> and he's like, are, are you sure this is where the fight's going to be? Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry about nothing. And it was bare knuckle action, man. I took him to China. Um, and I said, well, Shannon, how long are you going to keep fighting? He said, fuck, as long as they keep paying me, <laughs> I'm going to keep fighting. Yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of a sad reality but it's it's the thing with many fighters actually they 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 should leave but no they get paid well, and i mean what, what are they supposed to do yeah, what are you gonna do also how old flip is burgers he? at burger king i think he's like 42 43 shit yeah. it's time to hang it up yeah it is but he's like no man you know, these promoters call me and say you want to do a fight we'll mm -hmm. pay you x amount okay i mean he's got a dojo and he uh, he teaches young kids and whatnot self-defense and and uh, taekwondo and whatever and grappling and all that stuff but hmm. i don't know how much money he's making on that it depends on the clients yeah i mean yeah, how many but clients it's kids. He has. yeah so who knows um i guess that you know he likes being in the limelight too that's yeah. a big that's a big pull for these As guys. you and me right yeah yeah doing comedy about, but when did you start comedy uh, it's been 10 years yeah i started in uh, 2009 yeah. and uh, never got into it 
thinking I'd make any money. Mm. Um, I did it just for, you know, my narcissistic ego. (laughs) You know, I liked getting up there and being an asshole and and making people laugh and um, having a good time. And now, yeah, it took probably five, six years before I started getting a couple little bucks here and there. Um, and then book a stand-up last couple Yule boards. Um, they pay really good money for me to go do, you know, 25, 30, 40 minutes of stand-up at a, a Yule board. Mm-hmm. Making Yule board great again, bro. <laughs> it, it's good stuff, man. I, I really enjoy it. I've got a gig coming up on the 12th. I don't even know who the company is, but um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, uh, it's easy money. <laughs> because I, I get the feeling now that it's easier that more people, more comedians get paid now than when I did comedy. Well, yes and no. I mean, yeah. you just read that string we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it is, a, it's still a really weird, but you know, the, I think we're spoiled here in, in, in Stockholm, the stand-up scene, you know, they're throwing you 15, 20 minutes. If yeah. you're headlining 30, 30, 40 minutes. Um, and they are paying you, they're paying you, you know, sometimes you get a thousand kroner, fifteen hundred, two thousand. In that's like one hundred and fifty, two hundred US. Mm. L.A. comics, they're lucky if they get fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, if anything. And you know, unless they're doing a live show. So I don't know. It's just it. It it seems like we get. I, I'm not going to complain. No, fuck. I, I don't. I'm not going to complain at all. And I'll do free gigs. It's up to me if I want to do a free gig and if I want to approach the promoter or the club owner and say, hey, man, you know, I know I'm up second to last in the first half, but could you throw me a couple? I don't feel obligated. Uh, You know, if I don't want to do the gig, I don't go. And I'm not going to sit around and wait for, you know, somebody to call up and say, hey, man, you want you want to do a gig for 2000 kroner? I'm just I'm not into it to make the money. Mm. And I'm no Al Pitcher. Fee, fun. <laughs> you know, he's he's cornered the market. God love him. He's a great guy. He's personable and he's fucking funny. And he's, you know, he's made a career out of it. Yeah. So more power to him. I fucking, I love the guy. I think it's great. If he wasn't here, maybe it'd be me, you know? That's the thing. That that That's kind of the thing. Because when I went to, uh, I did comedy in Spain just for two weeks. And I got the feeling that, Everybody wanted to take me to to do gigs. It was like, hey, the Swede man, you got to come with us. You got to come with us. And I was like, shit, I could make actually money here. Yeah. And I I think also that's the thing because when you like you when you when you're in Sweden, you view Swedes from a perspective that Swedes will never view themselves. Right. And Al Pitcher has capitalized on that. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, just yeah. took everything. I mean, when I heard him the first time, he had a different kind of comedy. Now it's just. Sweden, Fifan, Fika, Mikarulit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it goes home. Everybody yeah. loves it. Yeah. They eat it up. They yeah. eat it up. And and the rest of us English-speaking comedians, Ryan Bustle and Yemi and Jonathan and all of us, we are trying to pull away from that, mm. you know, because it's too easy. And, you know, you got the stuff that's gold. Like, you know, I've got some bits that, you know, I keep them in the, in the under my sleeve. And if I have to pull them out, you know, mm. okay, I got them. But we all try to, you know, I want to be able to do a set that I could do anywhere in the world. Yeah. Whether it's the U.S., it's Spain, Germany, wherever. Um, and I can't do, like, you know, K-Gel in the U.S. <laughs> They're like, K-Gel? Who? Shell? Well, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Um, so, yeah, we, we try to challenge ourselves now not to do Swedish bullshit. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think it makes you a better comic. It's easy to go to the Swedish stuff. Yeah. Because they just eat it up. Definitely. They really do. And, you know, other comedians are like, you know, Ryan's always busting my balls because he's like, oh, you had to do the Fida Fika. You had to do the KJL. <laughs> yeah, man. Because they, they love it. They absolutely love it. Um, so, you know. Why? Why try to fix what's not broken? Yeah, I know. But how, how did it go for what? What's Polar up with? Because actually, I haven't seen Polar since we did our really? last podcast. Well, it, you know, he did the Welcome to Sweden. Yeah, because that that's the fun thing. Just for the listeners, <clears throat> when we did Straight Out of Sweden, SOS. In the beginning, it was just you, me, and Greg Polar. Yeah. And I think it was episode two when he tells us not when we were recording. It was like. I have a thing. Yeah. I've pitched a show. Yeah. Which was Welcome to Sweden. Yeah. And the memory he sent us. The- yeah. We we watched the pilot and I was like, yeah. it's good, it's good. And after that Yeah. And Greg Kohler skyrocketed. Yeah. He I think just wrapped up the third or fourth season in Canada of You Me Her, which mm-hmm. was a really brilliant show. Um, but I think that's it. The show's over. So who knows what's in store for him next? I mean, because he's done two shows or or three. Yeah, yeah, Is two, it two? Two. Just two. Yeah. Welcome to Sweden, season one and two, and then I can't remember. It was three or four seasons of You, Me, Her. Yeah. But it got great ratings, and uh, it's on Netflix. Um, so yeah, more power to Greg too. He's a uh, he's kicking ass, and he's a cool guy, man. Living the Hollywood life. Yeah. In Sweden. In Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and his little, he's, you know, great daddy, two yeah. beautiful boys and a gorgeous little girl. He's a, he's a cool cat. Um, I wish him the best. I, I was hoping he'd throw me a fucking bone and, hey, you want a little small part? <laughs> But, you know. Uh, In this new Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched The Irishman? Everybody's no, raving. No, I haven't. I, I, I saw yesterday that people's. People are posting it on yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah. and I got what? But it's like three and a half hours. Exactly. And Spielberg, uh, uh, Spielberg, uh, what the fuck? Who's the goddamn director? Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. He he said some shit the other day. A quote about you know uh, Disney and Marvel has ruined the movies, and I'm thinking, dude, you just wrote a ten hour movie about yeah. the fucking labor union. How boring <laughs> is that? But apparently, it's getting good ratings, and I would love to see it on a big screen, you know, yeah. in a theater. Yeah, I think that cast, you know, warrants seeing it in a proper theater. But you could. I think it was up for like three days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And, and Netflix, I read something. They're starting to do that with some movies, just so, so they can win Oscars. Yeah, yeah being yeah. a Netflix movie. Yeah. But uh, I think three and a half hours is th- that. That's the weird thing because I can binge watch a series. I can watch seven episodes, no right, problem. Right. But when I see a a movie being three and a half hours. Like, oh, uh, fuck. Do I really want to sit through this? So long. Yeah. But then when you watch it, it it's good. I actually went to see Dr. Sleep. Yeah. The the second part of The Shining from Stephen King. Right. Two and a half hours long. I was like, oh, fuck. But I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I need to watch this one. And it went on really quick. Yeah. It was, it didn't feel like two and a half hours. Yes. Yeah, so, well, and, and that's the whole thing. If it's a good paced movie, then you're not going to feel like, oh, no. fuck, it's three and a half hours. Yeah. Just like uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. I would like Googled when is the best time to go take a pee break. <laughs> you know, because fuck, I'm going to sit through that. But what, <clears throat> what do you think about the Mar- Marvel movies since Scorsese kind of pissed on them? You no, know, I think I dig them. I mean, I've been a, I've been a superhero fan, Marvel mostly, yeah. since I was a little kid. And I, I dig them. I think seeing it come to life, it's a little weird that, you know, back in the 70s, I'm 54, so I was reading these comics in the 70s. And, uh, Seeing how Holly Weird kind of, you know, turns them into modern looking 
And like, yeah, that's not what his costume looked like. That's not what Thor looked like. But whatever, yeah, I dig it. I think uh, I don't know why they shot themselves in the foot and 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 got rid of like Captain America and Tony Stark. Mm. You know, uh, that was money making. You know, I'm thinking, why would you kill off like your box office smash? I don't know. Uh, I'd like to sit in the marketing table, the round table, with that thought. Yeah, but they also they can do a this happened before. Yeah, true, true. So I mean, they they can still spin it in that way. Yeah. Because I read something I forget the actor's name. The one that is Chris, he Captain yeah, America yeah, guy. Yeah. He said that yeah, it's nothing that I'm looking forward to, but maybe. Like uh-huh. he, he he didn't close the door, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's good that they kind of also move on because yeah. man, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first Iron Man was like, 10 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It, but they're good. I like them. I, yeah, I yeah. rewatched everything before I went to see the the last one, and fucking I enjoy them. Yeah, you could pull off a good Robbie Downey Jr. Yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, Iron Man, the younger guy, <laughs> <laughs> who's actually in shape. You know. Yeah. Fucking on no CG on Polly. <laughs> nope, dude, you're a freak, man. And I was posting this stuff with you, like jumping in the ice cold water and doing fucking Rubik's cubes under the ice water. <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy up to? Doing the monkey bar shit. I'm like, Look at him, he's a fucking monkey vato up there. Yeah, I know. I, I it's it's challenges. I I I I don't know why, but I've I realized. You know, the, did you see the picture when I do handstands on a Pilates yeah, ball? Yeah. That was kind of the first thing that opened up this kind of uh weirdness. Yeah, and 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 it made me realize that if I can do that, I can do more. Yeah. And then I just wanted to do new new things. I always prove to myself that I can do more. It was the same thing when when I was talking about comedy. <clears throat> In the beginning, I think I've done comedy for maybe not even a year. I was talking to I think it was you around that and and I said um my my goal is to do one new show per year. And it was like Oh, you you can't do one show per year. I was like, yeah, but Bitnir can do one. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but that's Bitnir. It's like, so what? <laughs> If Bitnir can do it, so Anybody can you. Can. So can I. Yeah, and it was this fun fuck, man. I need to I need to show him that I can. And three years after, I did my first show and I sold out. Yeah, and I think every time that I've done something like that, it proves to me that I have the capability to do so much more than I think. Yeah. So the ice water was. The same thing. I had to prove to myself. Can I do this? Can I do this? And when I could, I was like, yeah, so what else can I do? Yeah. The same with the monkey bars. Like, can I do this? Fucking I can. Yeah. So, See, and that's a good attitude. I wish more people in the world could realize that there is more good in you. Yeah. And there is more that you can give back to the world. I mean, we're, this life is just a fucking blink. Yeah. And, you know, there's too many douchebags in this world. For sure. To think that, you know, oh, I can't do this, I can't do it. But just do it, man. The fun thing with the comedy thing, after I did mine, what happened? Everybody's doing fucking comedy shows. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. It was like Betnir and Shaanatsi. They were the ones that did shows. After I did mine, boom, everybody started doing it. Now, what's the deal with Sean? I mean, he he comes to town occasionally and does... Like he'll do a set at Mafia, but it doesn't seem like he he does his shows in Stockholm. Like think, he does them outside of Stockholm. Like yeah, I think he did book for Bakka Framot now. He's I I think I read something on Facebook okay. that he is doing a show. But I think it's with most things. I think if you leave town, you sell more tickets. I yeah. think that's the thing because I remember when I worked in Globen, uh, doing the Samboni driving. 
we actually had a meeting there and 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 this marketing guy and he said in Stockholm you compete Globen is competing even with bowling bowling the movies a restaurant McDonald's you have so many options but if you leave if you go up to let's say Gävle or Umeå you don't compete with 20 other things they don't have shit to do out there like what stand up comedy yeah exactly let's check it out that that's why even the hockey arenas in other cities they sell out. Yeah, Jugon doesn't. They yeah. don't. Yeah. It's See, in the, if they're in the finals. It, and I'm doing the Stockholm wrestling. Yeah, and you know we're lucky if we get 250, 300 people. But if you go to Gothenburg, Gothenburg wrestling, they're selling out every show really? every month. Yeah, I don't know if that part of Gothenburg doesn't have shit to do, or mm. they just got a bigger fan base, but. To me, I would think Stockholm wrestling should have, you know, five, six, seven hundred people, a thousand people. One time we did a show um, and he didn't charge. So twelve hundred people showed up. Mm. So I said, you know, maybe you need to lower your prices and that'll get asses in the seats. But yeah, I just don't get it. Stockholm wrestling should be just exploding um, because it is a great show and it's, you know, reminiscent of WWE and, um, you know, the the fans are some pretty freaky people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a pretty eclectic group. Uh, it's but it's a good it's a good time, man. How, how did you get into Stockholm wrestling? Uh, the guy that runs it saw me at a stand up comedy show. Uh, Messiah Halberry is the president of Stockholm wrestling, and he kind of stepped away from it. And I don't know. The guy came up to me afterwards, Chris, and said. Uh, I like your voice. I like your stage presence. Would you like to be uh, the commissioner for mm. Stockholm Wrestling? I'm like, yeah, that's right. So the first night, it's at Slatshirk, and uh, he says, rehearsal's at five, show starts at eight. I show up there, um, and they threw me right into the mud, man. The fucking, one of the big, Ken Malmsteen, he's one of the big wrestlers. He's like, all right, Ken's going to throw a kick to your head, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so you come into the ring, we'll practice, you know, and then he tells him, you might want to take your glasses off because you know, uh, sometimes I miss. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't sign up for this. So I miss I was, meaning hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it worked out well and it looked pretty realistic and the crowd loved it. And uh, yeah, it's just like WWE, man. They got yeah. good guys, bad guys, and uh, it's a good time, man. But I just wish we could get more asses in the seats. I just don't, you know, I don't know what the the secret is down in Gothenburg. How often do you do it? Once a month. Once a month. Yeah, they've got a show once a month, Saturdays. Mm. Um, And, you know, he promotes. He posters all over town and marketing and Google ads and la, 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 la. But I don't know, man. There's just not a a big... wrestling fan base and stuff. I, I think the thing is that Stockholm is difficult. I, yeah. I know the same thing with MMA shows. They can also have difficulties of, of getting people, but when they leave for another other city, they most all of the time they sell out. That's the, yeah. the crazy Maybe thing. Maybe we should take Stockholm wrestling to fucking Buden. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably Stockholm wrestling in Buden. Yeah. <laughs> Get a, plenty of people up there. Ding, 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 ding. We love us wrestling yeah. up here in Buden. <laughs> Buden is the equivalent of Alabama yeah, yeah. in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. But how long is the show? Uh it's usually about two hours. Yeah. And they're they've got several breaks. Uh you know, there's a bar within <laughs> two meters, you know, so people are getting liquored up and um good music is cranking before and after the show. Uh and a lot of times they'll let people that bought the ticket stay after and mm. party. So yeah, man, it's a 
It's a good time. You should come out sometime. Yeah, definitely. No, I want to watch it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's such a misnomer that, because everybody, I oh, Weaver, you're doing the wrestling. You know that's fake, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's fake. It's fake, bro. But these guys are true athletes, yeah. man. I mean, it, they are. And some of them are just ripped and, you know, zero body fat. And they're the women that are in this, mm. they're fucking just as nuts and in, and in great shape. And, I mean, this cat, Timmy, Timmy Force, he's getting up on the ropes and doing, you know, triple gainers and landing on top of people. I mean, yeah, that's fake. Mm. He's compound fractured his right arm twice um, because it's fake. And he's done now. He's like, I, you know, I'm only 25 and I've banged up Oof. my body so bad that I can't do this shit anymore. And he had a huge following. He was a, you know, he wrestled all over the world. Hmm. That's the thing I got is, uh, when I did the commentary for when CM Punk did his UFC debut. Yeah. Then I actually said that wrestling is fake. And I mean, when I say it's fake, it's the fighting right. that is yeah, fake, yeah. Which, yeah. which it is. But I don't say that everything is fake within it. Right. And then a guy got kind of pissed, so he wrote to me. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram. I said, hey, man, I'm kind of tired of people saying that uh, wrestling's, w, wrestling's fake. I mean, I didn't answer because I, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. I mean, if I say that he comes from wrestling, which is fake fighting, now he's doing the UFC. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is stage fighting. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they don't do dangerous shit because they do some yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. when they do pile drivers, if that shit goes wrong, yeah. you're fucking breaking your neck. <laughs> One inch off yeah. and you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, fake is the fighting. It's stage, but the crazy shit they do, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I dig hand, it. hands down, it's it's cool. And, it's fun. You know, I can't believe WWE is still still going. And it's you huge. Know, it's huge. Yeah, 80,000 people, 90,000 yeah. people at a show. That's a money-making thing. Have you gone to WWE when you were a kid? I did. Well, I wasn't a kid. I was a teenager when it started. Um, yeah, we, in Phoenix, Arizona, we went and saw, Oh, yeah, brother Randy, the macho man savage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the intercontinental show. Oh, yeah. Guy was high on cocaine, fucking, yeah, it was a trip. Jake the Snake and uh, uh, what was the other douchebag's name? Hulk Hogan, yeah. he was there. Uh, yeah, we saw all that stuff. And that was when they were brand new. I mean, it was like nobody heard of this shit before. Hmm. It, it, you know, what was the big Andre the Giant? Yeah. That guy too. And well, you know, poor bastard. These guys are all banged up too, man. Yeah, oh. Andre the Giant is dead, right? Yeah. 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 Hold on now. My my little daughter's calling. Let's okay, okay. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Can I go home to Mariana? I thought you were going to the other girl's house. No. What's her name? Mariana. No, the other girl. Which other girl? The little one that rides the horses. Oh, Enos. What? Enos. Penis? Who names her kid Penis. No, no. What is it? Enos. Enos, all right. You're not going to play with Enos. Not until no. you're at least 18 or 19. No, but she, she can today. Oh, okay, good. Go play with Mariana. Okay, can I go home to her? Yeah, you can go home to Mariana. <laughs> okay. All right, bye. Bye. 
first, first time she calls me and says, hey, Daddy, can I play with Enos? And I thought she said penis. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, you can't play with penis. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, comedy gold, kids. Can't live with them, can't kill them. How old are they? She's 10 and her sister's 13. They were both born on the same day, three years apart. Oh, really? Yeah. IVF babies. That's why we moved here. We uh, tried making babies in the U.S., didn't happen. We went and got checked out, and uh, they said, yeah, man, you need IVF help. Mm. Well, in the U.S., I was a school teacher. Um, it wasn't covered on my insurance. It was like 80000 U.S. dollars. And min Swedish fruit say, that are gratis is faria. I'm like, let's go. I'm no spring chicken. Let's move there. And so we got put in the queue, and uh, at Sadra Huset, they said, it could take a month, it could take six months, it could take a year, uh, but you're in the queue. And that was on a on a Friday. Monday, the nurse calls the, uh, what do you say, uh, Barn Mushka, hmm. and says, hey, can you guys come down here this Wednesday? We're going to go ahead and do it. Uh, and my wife is like, Varfada. I'm like, don't ask why, just like, say, yeah, we'll be there. So I don't know why, they put us right to the front of the queue, went in, um, I had to go through this like barbaric nut torture, uh, for them to, I thought I would just go like jerk off in a cup, <laughs> but now they put my, my nutsack in some weird contraption, knocked me out and extracted the boys from that and then put it up inside her and then took the eggs out and put them in the fucking oven for, uh, nine months. Yeah. What what now? Can I go home? Can I go home to her for like real? Yeah, you can go home to her for like real. Well, you think I was and when I'm going home. Uh am I supposed to pick you up? Um yes. All right. Well, you call me when you want to come home. Okay. Okay. Don't don't play with Enos. No, I'm not. Oh, good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's going to get Post-traumatic stress yeah. from, from this. <laughs> so, yeah, long story short, we ended up having two babies, and then uh, we donated all the other eggs, all the yeah. good eggs. Yeah, Because it, it was a shame watching the wife, at, you know, every month getting her period and like, oh, we're still not pregnant, we're still not pregnant. Um, and it was nothing wrong with me. I had plenty of swimmers. Mm. Uh, she had something with her fallopian tube, which was pinched, so the boys couldn't get into make a home run. So who knew? Came over here to Sweden for free. You got to love that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we wouldn't have had children if we stayed in the U.S. There's no way I could have paid, you know, 80, upwards of $80,000 just to go through this procedure, which is a shame that people in the U.S., you know, are being denied procreating. I know. How, how do you view the, now that you live in Sweden and you see what people talk about the healthcare debate in the States contra, th this is actually kind of stuff that we talked about in Straight Outta Sweden yeah, podcast. Yeah. And uh, my attitude is the same as it was back in 2012. I think it's freaking fantastic. Hmm. I don't mind paying high taxes. Um, we're covered. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the standard of living here for uh, a young family or even an old family. Um, it's fantastic. It's bar none. I mean, she got diagnosed three, four years ago, the youngest one, with uh, arthritis. Hmm. And so they prescribed Humira. And in the States, Humira, it's like over $1,000 for a month's worth of treatment. 
Yeah, like upwards of $1,500. We get it for free. No questions asked. You go down to Apotecate, show your ID, and like, here you go. Here's a box of Humira, $1,500 worth. Um, and then she gets another box of shots, which is a, it's a drag because every Friday we got to hit her with a fucking needle. Mm. And the first few years, a couple of years, she would just flip out every time. But now she's a pro. She takes her shots. No questions asked. She just, you know, bears and grins and bears it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, unless you've got really good insurance, a great job, which half of America doesn't, they're being denied health care. Um, I think it's sad. You do have to stand in the queue here for, you know, oh, he's got a broken nose. Oh, sit down. Somebody will be with you in seven hours. Mm. But you know, it's not going to cost you anything. I, I think it's fantastic. What do people back home say when you tell them about this arthritis thing and the uh, the medications you get for free? Yeah, I mean, they're blown away. They're like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> you know, it, but then they think it's like we live in this, uh, you know, communist. They, you know, <laughs> they just don't grasp it. They don't understand how it works. Um, and a lot of them are like, oh, it sounds like Barry Sanders is running your country over there. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, he... He does have that sort of socialist society, you know, mm. pattern that I think he would like to bring to the U.S. But I don't know if it would work. You mm. know, everything's so privatized and, you know, the big pharma, they're making billions and billions. And, you know, just to give it away, not going to happen. Higher taxes, poor Americans, you know, 50% of them aren't making shit anyway. So... You're going to attack, give them higher taxes on nothing. They're not making any money. Yeah. So I, I just don't think it would work in the U.S. What do you think about the Trump thing, the impeachment <laughs> yeah. and 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 yeah, all that? I don't know. It was a good call with the Ukraine. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, perfect call. Yeah, perfect call. It perfect. was the best call. <laughs> I make the best calls. Uh, the guy every time he opens his mouth, you just cringe. You're like, yeah. what next? Um, <sighs> I, I I actually love watching CNN and then Fox. Yeah, to see the different. It's such a, it's, it's like two different <laughs> universes. Yeah, I know. And and uh, you know CNN is just so anti-Trump, and and Fox loves him to death. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's just it's a comedy to see the same story. <laughs> and you're right. You watch one and you're like, wow, fuck, God, that guy's an asshole. And then yeah. you watch Fox and you're like. Oh, he's not that bad. <laughs> he's doing so good. <laughs> yeah. Look at all the jobs and uh, I don't know. He's not the president we want, but he's the president the United States deserves. Yeah, more or less. Get more out. or less. Do you think he'll get impeached in the end or I don't. No. I don't. No. Uh, I mean I, I just don't see it happening. Uh he's got too many uh too many hands and too many pockets. I don't think people will be able to pull the trigger and the Democrats I don't A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think they have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out to, mm-hmm. to have any kind of impact to go, oh, yeah, we're, this is it, man. He's done. Pull him out. Fine. You watch. He's going to get voted in again. He's going to do a second term. I really think so. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. And it's it's just brought out all the fucking <laughs> weird people in the U.S., man. Yeah. That, you know, probably never voted in their life, but now they got... St- you know, they're like the poster people for Trump. He says what the common man, want, you know, wants to say and wants to hear. Well, fuck, if that's the common attitude, and I know it's pretty scary, man. Mm. But it's kind of happening all over the world also. That's that's I, the thing. Yeah. It's like people want to hear someone say something that they think no one is allowed to say. Right. And then, oh, great, he said it. Yeah, yeah he doesn't like Muslims. Yeah, he didn't want a Muslim ban. Good. Yeah, see? That's what we need. It's like, uh, okay. Is it what we need? Yeah. You know, it's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but have you been, when were you the last time in the States? Uh, March. It was March. Yeah. Where? In Arizona. How's Arizona for, for Trump? Um, They're pretty pro-Trump. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's a, a huge Hispanic mm. uh, population being so close to the Mexican border that you can guarantee that every Hispanic in Arizona fucking hates Trump. But you have Latinos for Trump also. Yeah. yeah which is it, strange. Yeah. It's like every Mexican is going out. Yeah, but we're not that kind of Mexicans. Yeah. But you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, are. you are. Wake up. I think it's maybe, um, it has a lot to do with your your level of economics. Yeah. You know, if you're in the hierarchy and you're making good money and you're a business owner and whatnot and you're Latino, then you're all about Trump. Mm. But if you're a field worker or a fucking taxi driver or whatever, you can't stand the guy. Yeah, it's, uh, I think Arizona's pro-Trump mm. for the most part. But, you know, it's weird. I, nothing that Trump had done or is doing, any president, I mean, it's like when Obama was president, I mean, it's like he didn't come to my kitchen table and make a sandwich for me and, you know, uh, I did that. I went and worked and I made money and I, I fucking provided for my family. Um, and it's the same with Trump. It's like people are like, ah, oh, America's turned upside down. Like, I was going back home, man. It was like nothing ever happened. Could have been Clinton that was still president. I didn't notice any real dramatic change. Maybe a little with, uh, you know, getting looks from other races. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, it's almost like they're prejudging you now. Whereas before, it's just like, hey, bro, hey, what's up? You know, just another guy. But now they're kind of looking at you like, you, you know. Maybe they see the the Swedish communist in you. <laughs> Could be. Could be. A socialist bastard walking yeah. here. <laughs> Get that little fucking commie bastard out of here. Go back to Switzerland. <laughs> But that, that's so fun when they talk about Sweden because you can see that they know nothing about Sweden. Big taxes out of their ass. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, but we get healthcare and you don't. So right. your your relatives die. Yeah, but we pay less tax. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. Good for you. Good. Do you got a life insurance policy or anything? No. Uh, no, man. It's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing, but um it's strange. I follow the 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 Trump news more or less every day actually. Yeah, I do too. I follow it. And I just it would be fun to get him impeached because I want to see him talk there. I know. That's that would be that's comedy gold because That would be. He wouldn't be able to restrain himself. No. No, no, no. So, that, so what? So so what? I did it. It pretty poco. Who cares? So what? It was you, the best damn call ever. Yeah, you would have done the same. Yeah. Obama would have done the same. Look at Hillary's emails. Yeah, dude. I, I, he keeps throwing that out, too. Why isn't she in prison? Look at her emails. I don't know. But you're right. If he did get through, you know, and they took it to a trial, the guy would be a comedy gold. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, Saturday Night Live had... <laughs> I don't know, man. Nobody, I don't think I've ever seen a president get so fucking bashed no, ever. Me neither. But I, I'm still like, is Trump really the president? I mean, it's just so bizarre. What did you think when he actually got elected? I, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> is this like, this isn't real? Yeah, I mean, grab him by the pussy. What the hell? Are you serious? Yeah. You know, I just did blows me away i don't know how but then again a lot of people say you know it's it's <laughs> he didn't win you know they he was put there mm. you know it's all part of this you know political plot and and people knew before the the voting even went that trump was going to be president you know i i if i was living in the u.s i probably would have voted for hillary mm. i think she would have done a decent job I think a woman president would would have shook up the world in a positive way than having Donald. <laughs> Because, I mean, the rest of the world looks at him like he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, we are an embarrassment. Did you see? Yeah, did you see when he was at the the UN and he was saying something that the US has never got? It's never gone as good as it is now. Yeah. yeah. And it was quiet. And then people started laughing. Did you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about when he does his, uh, what are they called when he goes to a city and he's just talking? Just doing a press conference. Yeah, b b in front of uh, his, his voters. So they always laugh and applaud him. And I was like, he's like this rookie comedian at Big Ben getting laughs for jokes that are not fun. Right. And then all of a sudden, he gets to a real club yeah. <laughs> and does his act. It's like, nobody applauds. And then somebody starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. No, you were not. Because you've been sold the lie. You talk in front of people that, that just applaud you just yeah, because. Just to. Just yeah. to. Yeah. And you have nothing to come with. And, and, and as soon as you talk in front of these real elected leaders, they will not applaud you. No. They won't. They will listen at you, listen to you and they will not applaud you. He's like this the, this comedian at Big Ben who all of a sudden does a real gig. He's like, holy shit, I'm actually not a comedian. Fuck. <laughs> What am I doing? <laughs> What am I doing? Am I going to bomb for 15 minutes more <laughs> or should I just leave? But see, he's the type of guy that doesn't even recognize that. Even yeah. though he's bombing, he still thinks that he's killing it. Yeah, yeah. He really does. He, he 
the guy can do no wrong in no. his own world, and it's such a bizarre world that he's in. Um, he has done some good stuff. Mm. I'll, I'll give him that. But it's just scary every time he opens his mouth. You don't know what's going to come out. And I've seen, like, the the lie counter. Oh, today yeah. he said, you know, 142 <laughs> lies of it, or, you know, mistruths and, and inaccurate and um, thinking that the, the stealth bomber was actually invisible. Yeah. I mean, come on, guy. He's just so bizarre. And, you know, his wife, Ivanka, mm. she doesn't get any, any, you never hear anything about her. Nothing. Michelle Obama was everywhere. Mm. Nancy Reagan, Hillary, when, when, when Bell was president, you hear nothing about her. She, are you doing, are you adding anything to the world? Mm. Nobody, no media covers it. I have no idea what this woman's up to. Because in the States, the first lady is a kind of a Huge, big thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and typically they're really involved with communities and, and charity and, um, you know, foundations. And, and, you know, I hear nothing about Ivanka. No. <laughs> so I don't know what the lady's up to. It's just bizarre. Fucking politics, man. It's crazy. Yeah. How much of the Swedish politics do you follow? None. Fuck Me it. neither. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think I, I, the thing is that I've I've never been so involved in or watched so much politics since Trump got got elected. Yeah. Because it's just crazy things every day. It's every a freak day show. It's just, holy shit. Did he really say this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he doing this? And it's not even politics. Now. No. No. You know he's taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. I don't get into the Swedish politics, really. I mean, my wife and, and her family, they're really passionate about it, and they all have their all different attitudes. And mm. um, yeah, I, Comedy's better. Comedy's better. Comedy's much better. When was your last gig? Uh, last Wednesday. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Oh, was that the one you told me about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where was that? That was at the First Choice Hotel in Sigtuna. Oh shit! That sounds like a good place to to do comedy. Yeah, it actually turned out pretty well. It was a yeah. school adjacent to the building where where young guys um, learn how to be bus drivers and taxi drivers, and they stay at the hotel the whole time they're there during the three four month course. Um, and they've got nothing to do out in Sigtuna, hmm. so uh, just adjacent to the uh, hotel bar, they had a conference room. It felt like a real corporate gig you know okay, it was yeah. like a conference room you couldn't dim the lighting it was a little odd um but i brought my i brought my a-game and tore it up these guys had a really good time they were all liquored up mm. and uh they had a really good time i got a bunch of slaps on the back afterwards and oh you were really funny but this saturday friday and saturday i'll mc um stand-up star comedy yep toby strom our boy yeah He's headlining. He's really blown up, man. I know. It's going good. And it was so funny because when we first started doing this together at Mafia, he was like a nervous wreck. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, you know, questioning his comedy and if he was even good enough. And now, dude's blowing up. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a paid comedian, man. He, yeah. And he's got a solid act and he's such a lovable person as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I love Toby. He's a cool cat. And it was just funny to watch the progression, you know, from being a beginner yeah, and doing his, you know, I think we saw him do his first, I, you yeah, probably I, got him into I, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I got him into Mafia, I did. I actually met him in, when I did a gig in Urebro. 
and that was his first year. It was even like his first gigs. And I we kind of laugh about the jokes because he had something about roller coaster. Bergedalbanan in Gröna Lund, and it was just so bad. <laughs> so it was so bad. But we 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 kind of clicked. So we did podcasts. I did podcasts yeah, with yeah, him, yeah. Nissa Halberg, and Victor Linear for a long time, and um, we actually continued doing the PT Podden, Poland Tobbe Podden. So I've done maybe about a hundred episodes of podcast with with Tobbe. Yeah. So when was the last episode you guys had done? Yeah, we did for this podcast. Up at Sina, he was in. I don't remember. You're you're. I think this episode is going to be like episode ninety four. Maybe okay. he was somewhere between ten and thirty. Yeah. I think it was. So it was a way. It was last year. When he was on, yeah, I remember another joke he did about his name, Tobias, yeah. Tobias. Yeah, 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 I was like, oh, dude, stop with that, <laughs> stop it, Tobias. But he's an Oribro kid originally, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. <clears throat> and I guess he uh, just did a gig at Oribro Comedy, and I had done that show years ago. Beautiful theater, huge, yeah. uh, upper balcony, and the there you go, Oribro. Nothing to do in that town. Stand-up comedy killed. It was like everybody and their brother came out to the show. It was fantastic. Huge night. Kojo was the headliner, and Ivy Walk was uh, support and myself. That was a great night. Really, really fun. But I think Top Boss, he's had this good patience with uh, with his comedy, which which I didn't. I I was I was kind of delusional, and I thought that everything would move so much faster. Right. So I was I was in a rush, and I did comedy for like the wrong purpose. I yeah. enjoyed it very much and I had fun and I knew I was funny. But uh, I I was like, yeah, if I do comedy, maybe within three years I could live off of it. And it was like, no. It was, I, 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 I went in with the wrong intention. And I yeah. think Tobbe, he was more like, it's fun. Shit will happen when it happens. I yeah. enjoy yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the best way. He, yeah. he, he never rushed it. And he progress slowly 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 and then in the end it's just everything clicked and he's been doing it for a long time he's yeah. got to be up on 10 years i yeah. i quit after five and a half i was like i'm done i yeah. mean and that's the, that that's what i meant with making money on stand-up because when i headlined you didn't get paid no you didn't get paid at any club because every club was free clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. now clubs they charge at the door and yeah. then comedians can get paid so it's kind of changing and that that's why i think a lot of people make money more people make at least some money but i think before when i did it was like holy yeah. shit just corporate gigs yeah you made money off the club if you actually knew the owner good yeah like, like hey yeah, dude here's 500 yeah take some money because you're 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 doing a lot of gigs and i like you yeah but if not no people yeah. didn't get paid you didn't get nada paid nowhere yeah. so it's changing and that's good. I think it's good that people actually can make some money off of their Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, nice BMW. Jokes bought that BMW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, my level of pay I get, I'm, you know, no BMW, it's a Volvo. Yeah, it's good. But that's all right. Takes you forward. Yeah. <laughs> my pay, no car. No car. I have no driver's license, so. Really? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Seriously? <laughs> no. Never had one? No. Never. I don't know. I, I never, I think it's the thing, kind of a Stockholm syndrome, not in a terrorist falling in love with, or, or the hostage falling <laughs> yeah. in love with the terrorist syndrome, but more that you have good communications. I have the subway, I have yeah, yeah, a yeah. bus, and I've never had interest for cars. When I was a kid, I didn't play with cars. It wasn't my thing. You were- Star the, Wars. Oh, okay. 
G.I. Joe. Yeah, there you fighting. go. Fighting. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. So, no, I never I never had the interest for it. Have you ever driving. driven a vehicle? I have. That, that's the weird thing. I do drive a Zamboni. I do drive a truck. <laughs> I do drive an electric car, but I don't drive a car. Uh, I just never, my mom tried to like, hey, don't you want to learn how to drive? Like, nah. No. Really? Yeah, it's strange. Oh, so maybe I should. I'm turning fucking, I'm getting older. <laughs> you don't want to say how old you're going to be. I actually going to be 42 this Damn, summer. Bro. Yeah. Born in 78, so I'm turning 42. Maybe I should get my license, be the oldest Swede to get a driver's yeah, license. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, you know, if you're not into cars, you're not missing anything. And you're right. The public transportation in Stockholm is fantastic. So you really don't need yeah. a car. I mean, it's like any big city. New York, I think, you know, 25% of New Yorkers own a vehicle. Yeah. And the rest of them will go their whole life without ever driving a car or needing one. Yeah. You know, I, I have to drive with my job and I'm in and out of Stockholm. Finding parking in this fucking city is yeah. miserable. Like I showed up today 45 minutes early because I didn't know if there'd be parking or if I'd have to walk nine blocks to get up here. Luckily, there's a spot, you know, it's like you won the fucking lottery. I'm like, yes, <laughs> oh my God, there's a spot. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Actually, when I, I, I threw out a tweet that I don't have a driver's license. So Greta texted me like, bra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I got my license when I was 16 years old, which... I think here in Sweden, being 18, that two yeah. years of maturity mm. is a lifetime. And there's too many dipshit, idiot 16-year-old kids in the U.S. That, that get a car and get their license. And, yeah, I just, 16 is too young, man. Yeah. It really is. 18 is even pushing it. I mean. You just, got a lot of drunk driving also oof. in the state. Because I was amazed when I was in Seattle. We, me and my friend were going up to get the car in a parking lot and this girl, she couldn't even walk. And got in her car. Got in her car. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. And I asked my friend, he was like, ah, dude, it's actually normal. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Fuck me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Scary. Listen, I did a, I, I did a stand-up show uh, in Tucson, Laughs Comedy, really proper place. Um, and my brother shows up. And so the Swedes are there with me visiting. We all went to visit and... Uh, I remember my wife's little sister said, your brother got so drunk at the show. And then what really freaked me out was he walked out to the parking lot and got in his car to drive home. He could barely walk and he was slurring his speech. He's like, Don, are you really going to drive home? Yeah, I do it all the time. And it's, that's the attitude. They're like, you know, fuck it. Up. But, you know, there's situations where now, maybe the last five, six years, that the, the bartender is being personally sued because, oh, yeah, he served. You knew this guy was drunk and you didn't try to, you know, A, stop him from drinking, A, stop him from driving um, or take his keys from him or whatever. So, yeah, you know, and that's the thing in the U.S. There's some you could sue about anything, mm -hmm. which I find is weird here in Sweden. You know, there is no ambulance chaser, defense lawyers and no. Nobody sues here. There's like, oh, you broke his face. Oh, Fifan, shit, bumfit, Indian father. That was my reaction when I was in Vegas. Every billboard, like every billboard. Have you been in an accident? Have lawyer you done up. it to you? <laughs> yeah. Lawyer, lawyer up. up lawyer up. Lawyer 125 up. bucks. We got you covered. <laughs> yeah, here it's just like, you know, 
There's and there's people in the U.S. that put up these scams where they'll like go into the Walmart parking lot and and slip and fall in grease that they put there the night before, yeah. and then yeah, I'm suing. I broke the back of my head and but you know, um, or or they'll they'll pour a coke uh, on the outside of a trash can mm. and then <laughs> slip and fall and oh, oh, oh and then, you know, <laughs> hey, here's a million dollars. And I think it all started with the the lady that spilled the hot coffee yeah. in the McDonald's yeah, yeah, drive-thru. Yeah. And she ended up getting, yeah, like $3 million. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And that's why they have hot content yeah. on the lid. It's after that ah, one. Now, now you can't sue us. <laughs> yeah. We got you there. <laughs> it says hot, really hot. If you spill it, you're fucked. Yeah. And now you have to label everything. Yeah. You know, do not put the baby in the washer machine. <laughs> well, why does it even say that? You, <laughs> I thought I'd dry him off, man. No, not in this country. <laughs> what, what do you think when you go back? How, how does it feel to be in the States? I mean, the differences yeah, between I mean, Sweden it's, and here. I've lived here now in Sweden for 15 years. So when I do go back, it's always great to go back and see family. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, it's it's kind of a catch-22. I go back and for the first few days, I feel like I'm uh, like an alien. Like I don't belong there and, and it doesn't feel right. But then after the jet lag goes away and, you know, you're like, fuck, man, it's the same old shit, mm. you know, maybe a new restaurant's gone up over here, or, you know, new traffic light or whatever. But yeah, after, after a few days, you just settle in and you're like, yeah, it's like no time has ever lapsed. You're, mm. you're back at home. Um, and that's always a bummer to, to say those goodbyes, you know, because you never know when you're going to see family and friends again. My parents are getting up there. My dad's 86. Uh, my mom's 82. And he still plays tennis a couple days a week, still plays golf. He doesn't hit them far or long, but that little fucker is accurate, man. Um, so I'm going to go back for Christmas. We're taking the whole family. My mother's like, you got to spend a Christmas with us, which in Arizona, it's weird because it doesn't feel like Christmas. No, it's, it's like hot, Swedish right? summer, mm. beautiful weather, 22, 23 degrees, It's a little chilly in the morning, but there's no snow. And, you know, people got Christmas trees and shit out in the front yard and lights. And you're just like, this this doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Jersey. And so all my Christmases were white. And, of course, you know, typically they're white here in, in Stockholm. And a lot of times we'll go up to where Nina's from in Buden. Uh, it's definitely white up there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, freezing. So it'll be nice to go back home for Christmas, though, and see my grandbaby. I got a little granddaughter, so that'll be cool to hang with her. Uh, How old is she? She just turned two wow. in August. Hmm. Yeah, so she's just a little person. We got kind of a freaky call the other night. They were in the emergency room. She uh, tipped out of her high chair and smashed her face. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, But it go good? or Yeah, she was fine. No, no broken teeth. Just a fat lip and a little lump on her head. Um, but you know, that was the first, I had actually sent a, a text of some snow and I said, Hey, look, we had our first snowfall of the season. And she wrote back, we're in the ER. We had our first bad fall. I'm like, what the fuck? So I oh. call her and she's like, Oh, she fell out of her high chair. It all worked out in the end. She's fine. Mm. It'll build character. Scars make you look cool. <laughs> but does she live in Arizona or yeah. Jersey? Yeah. Arizona. When did you leave Jersey? I left friend? Jersey my senior year in high school, okay. which sucked because Here it is, you know, the beginning of my senior year. I'm going to graduate with all my friends. And No, dad retired early. We're going to move to a sunny fucking part of the country so he can play tennis and golf year-round. And it ain't going to be Florida. 
So my grandmother had lived in Arizona and we had visited many times. So he said, Arizona, that's where we're going. Now my brother, he was eight years older than me. So he, he's like, fuck that. I'm staying in Jersey. Yeah. So me and my sister had to move to Arizona and, uh, I don't know. It was all right. I had no idea what a Mexican was, what a taco was, none of that shit. Wait, what? I mean, I was a fucking Jersey boy. In uh, cactus, in <laughs> desert, dirt. Everybody's front yard was dirt. There was no grass. And, you know, the summers are 42, 50 degrees, oh. just relentless. Like you're in Dubai or it was just fucking incredibly hot. Uh, we were there in 2016, and they actually closed the airport, Phoenix Sky Harbor. It was 52 degrees oh. Celsius, and the planes couldn't land or take off because the tarmac was so hot, the rubber on the wheels was melting off the planes. So, like, you know, we all flights are canceled. Everybody sit still, stay inside where it's air-conditioned. And it was true. As soon as the doors opened we walked out into the parking lot, it was like Satan just sucked your fucking soul out of you. It was so... You could feel the heat just, like, penetrate your gray matter in your lungs. It was, it's disgustingly hot. There was no enjoyment. It was the hottest summer in something like 75 years. Uh, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be nice to go in the winter when it's, it, like I said, it's like a Swedish summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. So, in those Arizonans, they're all going to be bundled up. They think it's cold. <laughs> I'm going to be skipping around in flip-flops and uh, fucking board shorts. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But how was the Jersey life when you were young? Well, you know, I was a kid, and it was total Brady Bunch, you know, uh, Little League sports and, and public school and Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts and church. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a fucking... I have no complaints from my childhood. It was just the best time of my life, man. Hmm. It really was. And, and growing up in a little suburb neighborhood, my dad commuted into New York City. Uh, he was the head of marketing for McGraw-Hill Book Company. So we got to go into the city a lot and go to like, you know, Madison Square Garden, see the Knicks. And uh, we were always big New York Giant fans. So we'd go see the Giants play. Um, I hated the Yankees, but I liked the Mets. So we'd go to Shea Stadium and watch the Met ball games. Uh, yeah, man. And Radio City Music Hall, we'd go see a bunch of cool plays and live performances. And, and the city is just, you know, New York is New York, man. Hmm. It's fucking crazy. It's so high paced. But I remember back in the day, because I was a, a child actor, so I would go on auditions for television commercials and shit. And a lot of times my big brother would take me out of school and we'd drive his little Fiat into the city or we'd take the bus, show up at Port Authority. And Times Square, that area back in the mid-70s and 80s, um, it was drugs and prostitutes and, and X-rated porn shops and whatever. It was a nasty part of town. Like, if you wanted to go buy heroin and get a hooker, that's where you went. And now you go back, and it's like mini Disneyland Vegas. It's <laughs> like the tourist hotspot. Like, gotta go to Times Square. And it was Giuliani that actually cleaned all that I up. I know. Yeah, he went and shut down all the porn and yeah. got the vagrants and the riffraff out of there. Mm. And now look at it. It's like neon fucking glory. Come on down to Times Square, man. <laughs> Bizarre. Do you follow baseball now? Because I actually got into baseball a lot. Yeah. I watch the Yankees. Yeah. I follow it for two seasons now. Yeah. No, 
No, NFL's my sport. I love yeah. the NFL. Yeah. When I was a kid, yeah, I think it was more appeasing to my dad because he was a big mm. baseball fan. He played for Michigan State. Um, he, we're too little to play football, the mm. Weavers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was right up there with baseball. Um, but no, I love the NFL and uh, I follow that religiously. Yeah. Uh, do you follow NFL at all? No, I don't. But a lot, since I started watching baseball, every a lot of followers on Instagram was like, you got to watch the NFL. Yeah, man. It's so like, much uh, more exciting. I like baseball, but I think I like the pace of baseball. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's easy. It's, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I saw some quote that out of, I think it's like 90 minutes of a game, only 11 minutes of action mm. in a baseball game. <laughs> so only actually 11 minutes are, uh, should actually happen. Yeah. But if you ever have the opportunity, you got to go to a live baseball game. Yeah, I actually went to one. It was the minor leagues when I was in Canada. Okay. So I that went still there. counts. Yeah, yeah. I went went to watch the Canadians who played um, some Seattle team. I don't remember the name. Uh, but the, the, the thing was, if I would have gone two weeks later... The Yankees would have played in Seattle, oh, and then we could have gone to Seattle to watch them play. The, the Mariners, and yeah, the yeah, dude, that would have been epic. Yeah, so I was like, I gotta go to New York, and I need to go to the to Yankee Stadium, yeah. and, and watch a game. Hey, because that is the, to me, watching a ball game on TV is just boring as fuck. Yeah, but if you're live there, the whole experience of smelling the hot dogs and the pretzel yeah. and having a cold beer. And hearing these idiot fans, and it's just a freak show. It's fucking mm. great. And it's so relaxing, especially if it's a, you know, beautiful, warm day. And they say it's it's America's pastime. pastime yeah. And it is. There's tons. There's more baseball fans than any sport in the U.S. Mm. At one point, NASCAR was catching up to them, but it's, you know, basically down south. They don't have NASCAR all over the U.S. No. And I think NASCAR is boring as fuck. Yeah, me, I, I mean, we we admit NASCAR here. I think we do, or at least did. So I've watched some, but it's like just cars uh, in a circle, around a circle. Yeah, yeah, boring. So, so, right, fucking two hundred laps, and yeah, imagine the one hundred ninety-eight now action. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you could watch the the start and then go, you know, fuck yeah. off for a couple hours and come back and watch the last lap. Yeah, yeah there you watch NASCAR. Man. But I think baseball, though, it would be maybe catch on to more people if it was shorter if it was in nine innings maybe yeah. seven maybe six then yeah. it's a it'd be a normal game but then again you can have an inning be be done in a minute yeah because of three strikes yeah or or it could go on for half an hour yeah and baseball is so enthralled in tradition yeah they really out of all the sports it's like you know they'll tweak rules for the NHL They'll tweak rules for the NFL, definitely. Um, maybe a little bit with the NBA. But, man, baseball, leave it right where it is. Yeah. They just don't fuck with it. And there's some diehard people. I, I got a good buddy, Scott, that he, he, I think he's a bit of a, uh idiot savant when it comes to baseball statistics. Mm. Like, you'll mention any player, and he goes, oh, yeah, he played college at Alabama State, uh, he had a batting average. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how do you fucking even know this, bro? Oh, yeah, that guy, he's actually originally from Australia. He was a cricket player. Then he came over to the United States in 1979. Wow, you're a walking sport encyclopedia. (laughs) Um, But now the fucker's in jail, prison, actually, for robbing a bank. 
You had the wrong statistics on that yeah, one. Yeah, you got that one wrong. <laughs> Calculated it wrong. All oh, the police officers from here. Oh, <laughs> shit. He was sick that day. <laughs> and instead came Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm handcuffed and yeah. I'm sitting in prison. Yeah. So how much time we got? We, 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 time, huh? Yeah, we are actually on, on the hour more or less. Right this on, is bro. it. But when can people see you do some stand-up? And, and yeah, well, like I said, I've got this Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, we got we've got the uh, holiday break coming up, so I'm going to be dipping out. I'm actually going to be in uh, Knivsta. Hmm? So all you folks out there in Knivsta, uh, <laughs> knife down. I'll be doing a gig in Knivsta on the 13th, Friday the 13th. Ooh. Um, If you happen to be in Arizona, I'm going to headline Laughs Comedy on the 26th and then two guest spots for four shows, the Friday and Saturday shows. Um, sure none of your listeners will be in Arizona. <laughs> Maybe they will. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe your family will share the the episode. There you go. And then it's the Spread biggest the podcast word. in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm at Mafia, The Laugh House, uh, Stand Up Star, Big Ben occasionally. Yeah. Um, There's a couple other new clubs that are popping up here and there. Seems like more and more little clubs are popping For up. Sure, it's weird. Yep, it's like, a, and most of them are in Sadra. Like you can do a couple weekends ago. I did three gigs at three different shows in one night on a Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah, I did Stand Up Star. Was up second. Then I ran over to Mafia. I was up second to last in the first half, and then I ran over to the Laugh House, and I was up third in the first half. I'm getting too old for that shit. I can do two two shows a night, but three that was that was pushing it. So that is uh, becoming little New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up scene, absolutely. And this was unheard of when I did comedy. Yeah, no way you could do two gigs in one night. No, no. It's like I'm doing two gigs in a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking! Can do three gigs on a Saturday. Yeah, easy. But yeah, yeah. and and when is the wrestling kicking off again? Uh, the next show I think is December twentieth. But then you're not there, right? And I'm not there, yeah. Okay. Who's doing it? Who's doing your your gig then? Um, they probably just won't have anybody. I usually introduce the evening, come out and and open up all the shows, and then they've got a little bit of script that I do in between the matches. Hmm. So I don't. They'll probably just have Chaz or one of these other cats, yeah, fill in for me. Yeah. But you're back in January then. Back or? in January, yeah. We'll uh, we do it every. It's usually the last Saturday of every month. Mm. Let's see if I can come to one then. Yeah. I yeah. always do the commentary. That's the thing. It's on the weekends. Yeah. But uh, if I got a Saturday off. Yeah, I'll give you a heads up yeah. for the next show. Great. Give you some beer tokens. I don't drink beer. Yeah, I can take water. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> David. Right on, Paul. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's been a uh, walk down memory lane today yeah, with you. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's fun because the last episode was a heavier one, so it's uh, nice to just get some laughs and yeah, have a good. chill time in the podcast, too. Good, man. So thank you very much for coming. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. There you go. So goodbye, people. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.